Hi guys, it's Rungano. I hope you're well. So I'm here back again for another episode on the chapter podcast. So my message today is not really very preachy, but it's an encouragement. An encouragement to stay diligent and to have hope when times are tough and you're going through afflictions or going through a tough time. So I want to start off with a story from Acts 12. So what was happening is that the early church was trying to get established. Peter and the other disciples were preaching the word of God and sharing it with the people in the nations around them. So Herod was the king at the time, and Herod was displeased with having the disciples sharing the gospel of Jesus. So he had, he had James killed, and then he had Peter captured and thrown into prison. So when Peter was in prison, on his first night, an angel appeared to him. So the angel told him that God was going to deliver him. And believe it or not, God did. The chains that Peter was locked in were loosened by a miracle and they came off. So here, Peter was rescued by God, even though Peter had gone through a tough time. Peter was walking through the dark valley, as it talks about in Psalms. But he was able to make it out and go into the green pasture. And this was all because Peter was resilient and trusting during that tough time. So today, I want to encourage you to endure in three things. The first is in seeking God and doing things to get closer to Him. For example, like reading your Bible and praying. The second thing is in living right and doing right towards others. And the third thing is in resisting evil. Alright, so the first thing is about seeking God. We all know that to grow or to strengthen a muscle, it needs to keep getting worked on and needs to be regularly exercised. And it's the same way with our relationship with God. The more that you seek Him out, the more that you try and draw closer to Him, the closer that you'll get to Him. I like giving the example of sports or studying when it comes to things like this. Because we know that even a once-off training session or a once-off studying session isn't going to produce the best results. And it's the same way in our relationship with God. You might have prayed a prayer in church or alone wanting to say, God, come into my life and change me or make me be more like you or more like what Christ was like. And that prayer is good, don't get me wrong, but something more needs to be behind it. Seeking God diligently is what needs to be behind it. Seeking Him and wanting Him to be apparent and clear in your life is what's needed. The reason why Peter was able to be freed by God is because Peter knew his purpose. He knew that God had something for him and that something required him to endure. Endure the tough times and endure the uncertainties. The second thing that I want to talk about was resisting evil. So, as teenagers or as young people, we know that we are constantly being bombarded by the societal pressures that come to conform 
and to be like what everyone else is like. But in Romans 12 verse 2, we get a direct instruction not to be conformed to this age, but be renewed in our minds so that we may discern what is good and pleasing and what is the perfect will of God. So when you've become a Christian, right, you see that a lot of the things that you were doing in your past or the things that were your habits before aren't as appealing to you or you know that now they aren't good. And the Bible affirms this in 1 Peter 4 verses 1 and 2. It says, Therefore since Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with understanding because the one who suffers in the flesh is done with sin. And then verse 2 says, In order to live the remaining time in the flesh, no longer with human desires, but for God's will. So this verse, it used to confuse me because I was thinking that we should continue to live in the flesh as Christians. But that's not what it's saying. By flesh, it means the human body or our time on earth. So what it's telling us is that even though we've still got a long time on earth or a short time because we don't know, but even though we've still got time on earth, we mustn't be living it for human desires but for God's will so that we can better his kingdom and grow it. And if we apply this to the world that we fight against evil in this world, we we can see that just because we're in the world doesn't mean we must be doing the same things that people in the world do. And that's why God left us with the Holy Spirit after Jesus left. Because the Holy Spirit was meant to convict us when we're going astray and show us the right path that we're supposed to take. As it says in John 16 and verse 8, My encouragement to you is this, the presence of a struggle shows the presence of progress. It talks about how we were living in the flesh, but now we're living for God's will. You were living in your past sin or your past habits, but now you're living for God's will. You might slip and fall and not be coming to the full glory of God or doing exactly what God wants you to do. But the fact that you're aware of this, the fact that you're aware that you're falling short, right, shows you that there's a difference between the person who you were, who you are now, and the person who you were a couple of years ago. God is slowly changing you so that you may now no longer live for human desires, but for God's will. The third thing that I was talking about was how we're supposed to treat others. This one is a tough one. So, when you're interacting with different people from different walks of life, you might come across someone who really gets on your last nerve. The person who pushes your buttons, wanting you to pop, wanting you to come after them. But the Bible encourages us in Romans chapter 12 verse 14 that we should bless those who curse us. And this verse, it doesn't literally always mean when someone comes after you or someone's trying to anger you, you say bless you. Because the moment that you say bless you to someone who is directly trying to anger you or directly trying to make you unhappy, 
using it like that let's say someone says something bad about you behind your back and for example you want to come and confront him and when you're confronting him you just say bless you using it like that is like because when you say that it's like you're trying to show that you're above this person that you and this person are not on the same level but the bible tells us that we are all equals in god's image so we need to treat others how god would want us to treat them because in john 14 verse 15 it says if you love me you'll keep my commands and i'll assume since you're listening to this podcast you love god and one of god's commands the second greatest commandment after loving the lord your god is to love others and even though this is difficult we are still meant to love them and to endure when loving them is hard. So all three of these things are things that Christ went through. So when we're going through tough times or going through afflictions, we need to look at it as an opportunity to be more like Christ. Because when you pray, for example, on your bed every night before you sleep, you say, God, please make me more like Christ. But God can't just change your heart like that. What God does is He gives you an opportunity to be Christ-like. So when you go through tough times, rejoice. Not necessarily having a smile on your face, but have hope in your heart, knowing that this is making you more like Christ. You are experiencing the exact same things that Christ experienced. And for us as humans who are not perfect, we know that this affliction is producing something. In Romans 5, from verse 3 to verse 5, it says, Not only that, but we also rejoice in our afflictions, because we know that affliction produces endurance. Endurance produces proven character, and proven character produces hope. This hope will not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given to us. I really like the wording that Paul used here or the word the way it was translated because it gives an effect of building up how affliction produces endurance endurance to proven character and proven character to hope it shows that gradually something is changing it goes from being something difficult like an affliction to something good like hope the hope that we have in Christ the hope that what we're doing now in serving God will reap something in the end. In Hebrews 10 verse 36, it says, So you need endurance, for after you have done God's will, you receive what is promised. And God has promised us the crown of life and eternal life with Jesus. So as you're enduring through the days, enduring through this time alone during the COVID-19 period, where you aren't able to fellowship with other Christians, I just want to encourage you to endure Stay resilient, trusting that God's plan is what's coming to fruition in the end. And then I leave you with this. In Galatians 6 verse 9, it says, Let us not get tired of doing what is good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. So, brothers and sisters, let's not give up. Let's keep on fighting and running the good race, fighting the good fight on behalf of God during our time on earth. Trust that suffering for your righteousness will produce something good in the end.
trust that the uncomfortable feeling that you feel when you're resisting sin is building something good in you that will be fruitful later on trust that the holy spirit's conviction is great for your life and it's something which is guiding you along the correct path endure through the uncertainties and endure through through the valleys knowing that eventually you're going to get to the top of the mountain trusting that your endurance is building the muscle that you have as a christian so that in the end you will be stronger after every battle that has been won you know that eventually you're going to win the war thank you for listening and don't forget to read your bibles